Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eschback. I'm Matt Golden. And this week we were talking about... Actually, why don't you start with this one since you spearheaded this episode? I did. Uh, so I apologize in advance to everybody out there listening. We are covering in two parts the new age of DC heroes. So there's eight different comic books that they're coming out with. Eight new heroes that are being christened into the DC community. So we're going to talk about the first four comic books that have just come out uh, as of Wednesday. The last one of the first half has come out and starting next month, the new ones begin coming out, but they are listed as follows the terrifics damage silencer and sideways. And we'll get into everybody and give everybody proper credit here in a second. But I thought it would be a good place to start because DC is kind of doing a mini rebirth inside their rebirth. Yeah, that's not confusing at all. No, not not one bit. So I also read, and I know this isn't exactly what we're talking about, but it was just announced not too long ago that the Young Animal imprint is also getting a, a rebirth. So they're just starting over <laughs> everything in the beginning. So it's cool. It's weird. Weird time for comic books. This These new books have a tie-in to the ongoing DC Metal event, correct? Yeah, so Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo have this awesome series called Metal, which is actually about to conclude later this month in a week or two, I think. And all these books have some degree of tie-in to that series. Supposedly after Metal's over, nothing will ever be the same in DC, which means everything will be exactly as it was before. So here we go. It's time to kick some of these off. You want to go in alphabetical order? Sure, absolutely. So that means we're starting with Damage uh, by Tony S. Daniel and Robert Vendetti. Tell me what you thought of the character Damage. Give us a little description of of who he is and what he does. I I like Damage. The first issue is fairly bare bones. It's They basically jump you into the action. It starts with this person being dropped from an airship and transforming into Damage, which is this giant, monstrous, Hulk-like creature. But, That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. It was Hulk-like. Yeah, but he's not he's on green skin or red skin or blue skin uh, or gray skin like some of the other Hulks. He has black skin with kind of a white accent on his chest and his face. He's, he's got basically these, a gorilla is what he looks like. Yeah, hairless though. Yeah. And he's got these two, I don't know how you describe them exactly, two like chips or like implant looking things by his shoulder blades. Kind of like a glowing Tony Stark thing, but they're bright orange. Yeah. Yeah. And those weren't explained in the first issue, but I assume that's how his power gets activated or how he transforms into damage, I should say. You know what? I'm not I'm not entirely positive. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe but, in uh, issue two, that'll be answered. I can go ahead and tell you it's not uh, answered in <laughs> issue two. I've they actually came out with issue two of that one and uh Silencer, and I actually have read both of those. So that lets you know whether or not I'm gonna keep reading this series. I liked it. I think it was probably, in my opinion, the weakest of the four. Just because it was, like you said, extremely bare bones. Not a lot of dialogue. Just kind of Hulk smash. Damage crush. Yeah. The thing that's different about damage is that he has a timer and he can only yep. be... And it's Ethan who transforms into damage. Yeah. Ethan Avery transforms yeah. into damage for an hour at a time. And when he transforms, he's, he's basically not Ethan. Again, kind of like the Hulk isn't the Hulk. 
but you get hints that there's some remnants of his personality left inside damage whenever he transforms. Yeah, he seems to kind of have a conscience still, sort of. And that timer thing is kind of cool, but it's also already been done, at least like in Al Ewing, thing was Al Ewing's recent run of the U.S. Avengers for Marvel, Red Hulk had a timer where he could only be Red Hulk for X amount of time, too. Ugh. Man, DC and Marvel always ripping each other off. Never anything original. However, with that being said, I, I did enjoy it. We've, we keep using the word Hulk, but it is very, very Hulk-like. It's impossible to read this and not think Hulk, but I'm a Hulk fan. I like Hulk Smash. This is a very bare-bones issue, but if you just want to see uh, a giant monster destroying stuff, then it is what you're going to get. They released this one first, and I think that's kind of why. I think it was a gentle step into the the new DC heroes. I don't think they wanted to to break any new ground here. I think they wanted to to kind of keep it simple and give you a Hulk vibe, honestly. Like I think that is what they were going for too. And I think the art choice drawing in this, Tony S. Daniel does the art, I believe. Uh they credit each writer artist as both as storytellers. And I know Tony S. Daniel was writing and art, but I assume with Vendetti on board that Daniel uh Daniel drew it and it's really strong in this book. Yeah, Tony S. Daniel is is pretty great. So I, I've got high hope for the book. He has written Batman before. He's written Detective Comics, I think it was. So he's he's pretty well renowned. He's a great guy. Uh, I assume probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. His mom thinks so. But yeah, check Damage out. It's it's really fucking cool. So would you say this is a don't buy for you, wait for a trade, or buy now? I don't think you have to buy now. I think you can totally wait for the trade. They're three dollars, so you. <laughs> I mean, if you if you're looking for a cheap comic that's a DC version of Hulk that ties into the Justice League, maybe at some point. There you go. Yeah, I'm with you. I I think it's a wait for the trade. Uh, I think when you learn more about Ethan as a person and the program and how he became yeah, like, damaged, what does he like? What does he not like? Yeah. And and when we get a real opponent that creates true conflict like an equal for damage yeah i think it'll be more interesting speaking of i'm gonna give a spoiler alert to you and and to our listeners alex has not read damage number two i have it ends with wonder woman coming into the picture to try and stop him okay so there you go Yeah. yeah i mean you've got the suicide squad trying to stop him and join them, and then Wonder Woman comes in to try and, and stop him. So that kind of gives you an, an idea of the magnitude. So it's it's going to be Hulk versus Wonder Woman, essentially, in issue three, I assume. So that'll also, be cool. Also, a little late notice, but spoilers for all the issues we're talking about today. Yeah, we'll probably spoil everything. And uh, we'll probably spoil our dinners, too. Alex, do you have any candy over there I can have? <laughs> <laughs> Not till after we're done recording. Damn it. Okay, fine. All right, we're going to move on to Sideways. Alex, tell me about Sideways. Sideways was the one that was the most confusing for me. I thought it had a really strong opening. You see this guy in a suit essentially teleporting into this girl's bathroom. And we learn about his powers that way, how strong he is. We learn how we got his suit. It was from him, which I thought was a real nice touch. Most pervy things start off with somebody like just randomly showing up in somebody else's bathroom. So Although, I thought this was a strong start to the book. And she did chew him out for that, too, which I thought was a nice touch. So, like, that yeah. plays on the absurdity of it all and gave the, the I can't remember the girl's name, but gave her some agency. It's also done by Dan Didio, the co-publisher of DC Comics currently, and Kenneth Rochefort. Yeah, Rockfort, Rochefort, something like that. What'd you think of it? I thought it was okay. 
out of the ones I read, this was my least favorite between them. At times, I really couldn't tell. It wasn't as straightforward as the others. And there's like moments like where the mountain rises in Gotham City and he falls through the floors. And then like next page, he's back in school with no explanation as to like what happened in between then. Or if that was like the origin of his powers or anything like that. Yeah, so I it touches on it briefly. Alex just read all these in like the span of like 15, 20 minutes. I've been reading the metal series as it comes out week by week. And I've read all the little tie-ins and basically he got his powers in the metal series when Gotham basically falls and he slipped through some cracks and ended up on the other side of the world and bam, he's got powers. That's, I mean, you weren't far off. Like you were, you're pretty much spot on, but But as someone that's waiting for the trade for metal to come out, if one picked it up without having that background, that too, stumbled. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a very, been there, done that power, kind of like damage. It's, um, it's, and he's a teenage superhero. Yep. So it, I think it kind of has that early Peter Parker vibe to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or champions for the more current Marvel or current Miles Morales Spider Man. So you do get that. And I've enjoyed stuff like that before. The issue starts off kind of slow. So I'm not really sure where it's going to go from here. It picked up at the end. He's like, you said Peter Parker vibe, and that's pretty spot on he ends up doing a facebook live video for about half the issue yeah. it seems like and then some giant godlike creature is telling him to stop so that that'll be cool to see where it goes because he basically uh saw or, uh, he burdened him with death at the end so here yeah. we'll, we'll see I, I mean i do like the idea of a teenage superhero trying to capitalize and get hits on youtube yeah uh, for his channel i think that's clever and a very even though it's a, kind of a hey fellow kids moment uh, in yeah. the book, but it, it, I mean, it, it plays well, and I think it's realistic to what some people would do if they got superpowers. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Like, it, you think of a 16 year old kid with superpowers, what are they going to do? Be a jackass. Most likely, they're going to be a little asshole. But he wanted to keep his secret identity. He's smart. He didn't want to unmask himself. Yeah, he got yeah. this uh, cool little suit. The art in the book is absolutely fantastic. It's, in my opinion, out of these four, it's far and away my favorite art. It's kind of remind me of old school art in comic books, just in a superhero style and very, very well done and thorough. And we briefly mentioned his power, but essentially he can teleport from one location to another. Marvel not, did it. Yeah. Not like Nightcrawler. <laughs> I think more akin to like blink from the exiles or the gifted. Even watching that where you can, open, he can kind of run his fingers, open a little portal, portal somewhere else, but he also has super strength and is more resistant to pain and damage. Yeah. Blink's the, the big one that I've heard compared to. But not a lot of people know who Blink is, though, so maybe this will be a good, a good, cool comic for you. So where would you rate this as a don't buy, wait for the trade, or buy? I'm going to again say wait for the trade. I think the art's really cool, but other than that, there's not a whole ton of stuff that's super special about it. It's fun. I would put this, and I'll get your rating at the end, but this would actually be my number three comic. We're kind of actually going in order for mine so it, it works out this is a don't buy for me uh, <laughs> why not and it's i don't know like i've read better uh teenage hero books that take place like high school i mean like i know you have teen titans so that doesn't really take place in the high school setting but i've seen better versions of it i'm reading currently better versions of it and it's it, but i would never like shun this like if this was sitting around i would read it again and i would give it another chance Whenever the trade comes out, but it's not a trade that I would be aching to buy or anything. And two, if 
if you're someone that likes that power set, if you and you don't get a you don't get a lot of, certainly in Gotham or DC all that much, and you want to have something like this in that world, it's the perfect book for you. Yeah, it's it's cool, but it's not the best. I would definitely wait, check out the first trade. If you like it, cool. If not, move on. It'll cost like ten bucks when it comes out, so don't don't worry too hard. All right, so moving on to the Assassin Silencer. The book Silencer by John Romita Jr. and Dan Abnett stars Hope, who has retired from the assassin world uh, and is just trying to live a quiet life at home. Or Honor. Oh, yeah, Honor. I totally wrote Hope for some reason. <laughs> she is now known as Hope. They're going to have to change <laughs> change their future books just to make me happy. So I I loved Silencer. I thought this one was really fucking cool. I really enjoyed it too. I thought it was a really strong book and a really great debut. Yeah, it was pretty fantastic. It reminds me a bit of if the bride from Kill Bill had superpowers is kind of what I took from it. That's a good way to put it. And her power set, at least essentially from I understood from reading the first issue, is she has assassin skills. She's affiliated with Talia Al Ghul, which comes to the story later. But she can basically create a cone of silence around her to where no sound escapes from the bubble or the space that she creates, uh, which is a really cool and interesting power set that you don't see a lot of. And it creates a lot of interesting opportunities for the writers, but it's really cool because you see her opening. She's going to the grocery store. She's putting her kid in his car seat. So he's probably around anywhere from three to five years old. And someone confronts her about her past, trying to kill her. And you see them pull a gun and she grabs two handfuls of colored pencils and just spins around and stabs him in the chest and stomach, which that right there sold me alone. Yeah, there's some really cool fight sequences in the second issue as well. I've got the second one of this one. I would, before I even get any more into it, I say go buy this one now. You can check out the single issues. This one's definitely well worth it. And I think that might be the only one I say that for. Sorry, Terrific's in a second. But it's it's awesome. It's fast-paced. It makes me want the next issue now. Yeah, I agree with that. I've it, it is very fast paced, and it's it was cool to her past gets brought up in an interesting way. Like it opens up with an action scene. She mentions little things about how she back in her old life, her hair would have been cut so it couldn't have been pulled, which is a nice touch to shows that she has the mind of an assassin, someone that's experienced in the field. Eventually, Tayal Ghoul shows up at her family home, interrupting her dinner with her husband and obviously her son, as mentioned before for that normal family life she wants, and Talia is essentially warning her that she can't leave her old life. I was pumped as fuck when Talia Algul showed up. The uh, former wife of Batman and mother of Batman's children. Uh, uh, actually, I was too. I just got done reading all of Batman Incorporated mm-hmm. this past week, which is all about Leviathan and Talia Algul. Fuck so yeah. it was nice to have a sort of a pseudo-continuation in my own personal headcanon for that. Yeah, it's really neat how these other DC people pop up in in these new books. They're really trying to to market these really hard. The new it, age of heroes. It So far, damage is not so much, but it felt more, and I hate this word, but more organic in Silencer than it, than it did because just Talia showing up wasn't like, it wasn't like Batman just knocking on the front door right. uh, and saying, like a <laughs> Superman flying down, like we've got a problem. It was a nice character who's not a major player in the DC universe, but it's still a big enough name. With a reasonable tie into a character like Silencer. Yeah, Silencer didn't just throw its dick on the table and say, well, here's Talia al Ghul. It was, it was pretty neat the way that they, they go about it. It 
it didn't shove it in your face. So would you rate this? You already said you rate this as a buy. Yeah, I I didn't even need to waste time with okay. it. It's I would buy it now. I would pick up each issue. Each issue is really cool, and it's already going in a really cool place with the second book too. Another cool cliffhanger. I'm right there with you. Uh, I would give this as a buy. This was a really strong debut issue from a new character in an established universe. I thought they did a fantastic job. Cool. Well, let's move on to, I think, the most anticipated of the new Age of Heroes books. I Well, I don't think it is. I know for a fact it is. It's the Terrifics. Uh, the Return of Plastic Man. The much lauded, loved, formerly loved. I don't know. He's loved by me. He's like, yeah, I love the shit out of Plastic Man. I was pumped for this. It's Jeff Lemire doing Jeff Lemire things. I think that's part of it, too. I think Jeff Lemire's probably the biggest writer so far, even though they hired a bunch of big-name writers. Or maybe Jeff Lemire's most critically acclaimed. I, I've loved pretty much everything. Critically I've, acclaimed, yeah. I've read by Lemire. Oh, yeah, and he, he doesn't do any art on this book, which I am kind of happy for, but I'm also sad. His art is very unique and very weird, and it has lent itself super well to superheroes with Black Hammer, which if you want a badass, different kind of hero book, go get that. Um, but this is definitely a team book, very much a team book. Yeah, it opens with Mr. Terrific being approached to help Metamorpho, who is currently strapped to some contraption. And he's transformed into Nth Metal, which is a direct tie-in to Metal. Yeah, this is far and away the most clear tie-in to Metal that there has been. I'm pretty sure Lemire's even written a few of the little one-off tie-in Metal books. I think at least one. I don't know if he's done more than one. But Mr. Terrific tries to help him, and it transports Terrific, Metamorpho, and Plastic Man into this new universe and plastic man before was just an unconscious egg. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. And being transported reawakens them and he temporarily gets them to safety by swallowing them. Yep. Saves them from the stress of outer space yeah. by swallowing both Mr. Terrific and Metamorpho and Metamorpho is just like a amalgam of different metals turned into a giant Drax looking motherfucker. Yeah, he's he's always been one of the more, I think, awkward looking DC characters. He's very much from like that Bronze Age or Silver Age of comics where he's like, here's some colors on each limb. Boom. Let's get this guy out. Easy to draw. But (laughs) he, he, I mean, he is a formidable uh, opponent. He's taken on the Justice League before in the comics. And since you can synthesize basically any element or compound him with different elements, there's a lot of interesting things you can do with his abilities. I thought it was a little slow at first. I don't know about you, but it, it started kind of slow for it me. It did start for me too, a little slow, a lot of exposition, ton of really heavy on dialogue. But once it gets, but once Plastic Man wakes up and starts talking, then much like Plastic Man is himself, it gets fast paced, the dialogue gets snappier, and people playing off him, I think, really makes a stronger comic. Yeah, there's not really any big time action in this one, I wouldn't say. That's, I'm sure, to come. They end up on a very Star Wars-type scenario where they end up landing on a giant dead monster. Yeah, it kind of looks like, for those that are familiar in Marvel Comics, like a dead celestial yeah. from the Marvel Comics. Uh, but that's essentially what they landed on somehow. 
and they find a, a new person. Linea Wazo. Yeah, who can be intangible. Yeah, and whatever I've, the fuck that means. I've seen this book compared to like DC's version of the Fantastic Four. Yep. And I can definitely see that. But I like this team more than Fantastic Four so far. Uh, yeah, I like members of the Fantastic Four. I love the Human Torch when he gets with Spider-Man. Great Although, combo. I will say whenever they bring back Fantastic Four comic, which is rumored to be happening real soon, I will be really excited to have that team come back. But we're not talking about Marvel today. We're talking about DC. And- <laughs> but we seem to keep talking about Marvel <laughs> the whole time. Uh, and, the, and the terrifics. And I absolutely, like I mentioned, I loved this one, without a doubt. Okay. Would you go ahead and, if you were a, a buyer of single issues, would you start picking up the, the issue by issue, or would you wait till the trade? Buy it, hang it above your bed frame, <laughs> worship at its altar. Anything with Plastic Man, it, it's a must-buy for me. Yeah, you know what? I'm on the fence. I would either say buy it now or just wait and definitely buy the trade. It's not one of those that I would wait around when the trade comes out. It would be, if I didn't buy it right now, I would buy it the day the trade comes out. I really enjoy just so far the composition of the team. You have Mr. Terrific, who's the brains of the operation. Mm-hmm. You have Metamorpho, who's basically the muscle and the power. And then you have Plastic Man. And really, Plastic Man's one of the most powerful characters in the entire DC universe. But because of his personality, he's a little bit unhinged and never really harnesses his full ability. So you have someone like Mr. Terrific to rein him in and point him in the right direction. Yeah, you can just kind of give him a direction to go and hope he takes care of what you need him to take care of. Plastic Man is one of the funniest characters in DC, if not the funniest. Yeah, it's interesting that I liked this book the best when it had the least to do with a new member being introduced to the DC <laughs> universe. I know what that says about me. Alex likes things to stay the same. He's not wanted things to change since like the 40s or 50s, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes, since 1740, I was saying that never changed. Once 1760 hit, it all went downhill. Yeah, Alex's wife dresses in long dresses and bonnets. <laughs> oh, man. So cool. I think that about does it for me and my takes on these. We'll definitely be back to review the next half of them. I want to say that'll be in like two months. Yeah, this was uh, definitely something that I'm looking forward to the second half. I yeah. really see and even just compare how, because I thought for the most part, the first half wasn't really strong. So I'm curious if DC can continue that. Yeah, they they went with damage, silencer, sideways, and then they ended out the first half with terrifics. So I think they did weakish, strong, weakish, strong. And I'm curious, the Curse of Brimstone, I think, is next. So I'm, I'm curious if they're going to go with a weak, strong combo again. And there's a backup for Curse of Brimstone in the terrifics in case you pick it up. So you can get a head start on it. Yeah, you can read like the first four or five pages, some shit like that. Actually, so that's one of my, I think, my biggest gripe with these. Is that a lot of the issues are really short. I didn't count the pages, but they felt like there were like 18 issues or, eight, or 18 pages, rather. Not like the standard 27. Yeah. Well, uh. Yeah. So I don't know. But it's a fast read. So if you just want to spend a few minutes enjoying a good story and appreciating the art. Yeah. Alex that. is a fast reader, but he did knock all these out in like 15 minutes. But I think that about wraps it up for me. Anything else you want to say? I don't want to say anything else to these suckers. Okay. Well, as always, you can email us at henchmanofcomics at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever your social media heart wants to take you. We're not on Vero yet, but we might start one of those things up. For the Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Ashback. I'm Ethan Avery. 
Hence your name easy. <laughs>